Um, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Classic Quest podcast. This is the show where we review the hip-hop albums that come out, stuff like Lupe, Fiasco's Drill Music in Zion, and we talk about albums like Lupe, Fiasco's Drill Music in Zion, track by track, giving y'all thoughts and opinions on every single song as we go through it. Yes, we have listened to it before, and if you're with us at twitch.tv slash behind that suit, you get to listen with us live Sundays at 12 p.m. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. My name is Chris Chrome, and today we're gonna to be talking about drill music in Zion by Lupe Fiasco, and y'all can let us know in the comments what you think about it, etc., etc. And we shall get into it. And the first thing we like to do over here is to contextualize our familiarity with the artist, so that you, as a fan <clears throat> of this album or Lupe in general, coming through, curious about who we is, um, you know where we is at, so that we have established a little relationship pool with you, and you understand where we're coming into this process project so chris tell us about your lupe fiasco fandom i discovered lupe with kick and push and then uh what is it is it is it superstars or yeah superstar was like a really big banger to me me and my brother used to like sing that every time it came in the car classic story is like we were in florida one of the vacation times and that song came on like every hour and we would just be belting it out if you are what you say and we were just it was hype um i've always liked lupe i've always enjoyed it and then we did what tetsio we reviewed tetsio and youth we reviewed drogas light we reviewed drogas wave all of those were like super dope projects we did do all um, those reviews like mural to me is still like an amazing song like an eight minute fucking bar after layered bar song oh, and bonnie um, went through all the bars on its own lyrical breakdown yes yes that is true uh so i mean i'm pretty i'm pretty well like i know who lupe is um i kind of really expected this is going to be one of those albums that i'm going to struggle with definitely because i struggle with every lupe album dude's really fucking smart and the bar game is really really high and it's going to be one of those uh i may not have big brain chris on my side today so take that with a grain of salt guys while you're watching this um but I'm excited. Like when I saw his name and I saw he was coming out with music, I was like, yo, this is just like, I want to listen to this. Uh, the name drill music in Zion. I was also kind of like, kind of shocked by it. Cause I was like, that's isn't Zion like a magical place from what I understand. And like, it's supposed to be magical. Like, well, like heaven or something like that. Like it's kind of representative of that. Um, and then like with this, with the idea of like drill music and then being like, but that's some like violent shit. So this is going to be some in interesting type of, I guess, I don't know, like just kind of two sides of the same coin type shit. I don't know. So I was just really interested and I think it's going to be a good project. Chris is like, I was hoping Lupe was going to rap on drill. Uh, yeah, I was hoping, uh, <laughs> that's what I'm hearing Chris say. <laughs> I was, I mean, like I expected it to be like Lupe where like, he's going to like really rap rap, but I kind of expected him to have some sort of like drill flow to this and like kind of get me do him a little sturdy. <laughs> um, the album cover. Eh, okay. It's art. That's it. It's art. I don't have any other opinion behind it. I don't really know what, like, the triangle signifies or, like, the roughness. I guess I kind of like it. Like, it kind of looks like the paint on the yellow is kind of bulged up. Like, there was some sort of, like, aggravation to it. 
the like the, the the confusion in the triangle itself kind of gives me this like complexity feel but it's just really an art piece to me that doesn't really kind of speak to me so loudly doesn't the yellow and the chaotic colors and shit <clears throat> isn't isn't it no it, i mean like it, it it does what it does like i kind of see like I, I guess i kind of see the issue or like I, not the issue but like what it's trying to say but i'm just like it's a triangle with some yellow in it like i or on the outside like i'm just wasn't really like oh this is the coolest so. I, I think it would look cool in a wall in a painting like if that was just mm. on a wall i'd look at it and i like how it's like um an, an iceberg of sorts like that's what it reminds me of like like, okay. Like an upside down tip of like a triangle. It makes me feel like we're gonna mm -hmm. go layers or something. I kind of like the chaos in the swirliness of the colors, and it evokes a sense of darkness and emotion and shape. But then the yellow is so bright and sunny. I don't know. That's what I got from the cover. As um, <clears throat> far as the title goes, it's interesting because it's drill music, which. I mean, now that I've listened to the album with some hindsight, it could be like in a sense drills like repetitious actions to enhance your skills music in zion zion is what the holy lands like jerusalem i think is zion or some bullshit right and then the idea of zionists is like a greater conspiracy of like people trying to do some shit with it i am not up to date on my zionist talk but there's some bigger shit with that so <clears throat> it makes me wonder if like drill music in zion is almost like a commentary on the greater elites leveraging drill music in the holy land or whatever so maybe america in the greater context can be viewed as a holy land and the impact of it and so like it has almost like this kind of poetic title where just those four words can be broken down in multiple ways to give different meanings with the obvious one probably being like we big gonna rap on drill until you like think about it a bit more and hear the album so I think it's a cool title, and I ultimately think it's going to be social commentary, so that's where he's going with this one. Um, but I, I like the the colorful album art. It reminds me more of, like, a Tetsuo and Youth and whatnot, and I think it's really cool. Yeah. I think it, like, it makes me feel like we going abstract, baby. He's telling us with the cover, you're going to have to put your thinking cap on for this one. Um Anyway, we can get into it, and the very first one is called The Lion's Dean. Chris, how do you <coughs> feel about this lovely poem from Aisha Jaco? Um, I thought this was a hard start. Um, I like how this really kind of brought me into the atmosphere of the project, uh, taking me out of my world. Um, I kind of feel like we're getting this commentary on where the world is right now uh with the kind of music we listen to kind of how uh like there's wars there's people dying and we're kind of changing and we're evolving into like this chaotic type of world but i think it also um like what kind of stood out to me was um like the line where she goes uh scrolls of obituaries contain more words than dictionaries that will define how lions and zion became alley cats kind of like kind of as if like you're born into zion as if like the promised land which would be like i guess the states or somewhere some stuff like that and then throughout life that you've been living in this like holy land since we all like people kind of look at as america as like the holy land the promised land and people can like America, like place of dreams and shit right um we like 
we went from being lions, which you would think is like king of the jungle, all these royalty type like names and shit. And then we became like alley cats where we're now like struggling, fighting each other, trying to be scrappy, trying to like, you know, get at each other's throats to kind of make a living. Um, and like, it's really solid. I like how he said blood of the people across steeples and concrete jungles that turn playgrounds into graveyards. Like for me, I was just like, that's just the S that's like post-war. Like once you've like started killing each other and you're crushing down cities and shit, like you're just paving, you're just like leveling everything. And there's just things of dead bodies and like the, the imagery in the song and just getting these kind of like, like flashes of what he's of what she's saying was really really cool to me uh i like the whole um i like how he's like well she's like want to be the block but can't buy the block bulldozing the block making the red sea choke on bones i don't quite know exactly what the red sea choke on bones part is but i like the want to buy the block and can't buy the block because it's like kind of commenting on how everybody's like gangster and wants to be this type of life and like i'm like king of my block and stuff but like bro you can't even afford to buy your own block like you you can't even like be able to put on for people and stuff and then in terms of like bulldozing the block i feel like that's like gentrifying it like people are coming in to gentrify the 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 areas the hoods the projects the wherever the cities and they're changing the blocks into new things um i like how like uh the of drones sent by ppp loans uh to, to spot to see how you spent the money as if like you can't even get aid from your own government they still tracking you with everything you do and then like that sudden like 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 left left right left that military type of walk stance that kind of just like suddenly just appeared was kind of also cool to kind of show you how like you can always get back into this type of like dangerous military type of vibe at any moment and it also kind of like gave me this feeling of how we're how us as people are kind of like drones and we're told to do what we do and like we have to like obey command in some sort of way um like there's there's a lot to this um and what kind of all tied it together for me was how at the end they're kind of saying like the message to the younger kids and the youth and being able to be like you guys can change the world you guys are the prophets you guys do have the ability to like make the difference and really kind of inspire them but i like how they tie it in how she ties it into being like yo the holy happy place that y'all are like searching for is really within inside you and it's kind of like if you can find peace and happiness within yourself you will be able to make changes within the world that you want to maybe change um that's that, that's kind of how I looked at it with certain things that I kind of got from this. Uh, I really did really thought that this was a very hard start to the project. I really did like it. I left it. I left this with a 4.5 on five. Yeah, it comes in and your first thought is <clears throat> this going to be some social commentary. And it's not like like I, I definitely address this drill music immediately, which I think makes sense. Given the title of the album, everybody was going to be like, what am I getting myself into? And then when, like, jazzy poetry starts playing, it really is a good start to be, like, drill music, pop that pill music, kill music, <clears throat> and point out, like, this is kind of the vibe and energy right. that's put into the world from this kind of music. And mm. it's not necessarily meant to be a criticism in a positive or negative way, I think. I think it's meant to just be, like, this is kind of what we're seeing um, unfortunately, this leads to the funeral processions and people are dying. And I thought what was super interesting is like it almost eludes, and I might be wrong, but 
blood of the people across steeples, etc. And then they were buried by people of Brock and Brown men who left their posts because they were misguided by ghosts in the land of the living. So I'm wondering if that's like drug addicts or if it's even just people who died but their music lives on in an inspiring way because of how this works so now you're being inspired by people who aren't even like here no more and it's kind of creating this cycle and and like a lot of people do listen to music and it feels something like when a person dies um in music they get like taken more seriously and a lot more influence happens so like I could see I how in to. drill, like, you know, if somebody does pass away, it's like they're going to be perceived as more legitimate. And so maybe their stuff gets consumed mm. more. But ultimately, it's... And, like, I don't want to be that guy that's commenting on this shit. Like, it's not really my life or whatever. I'm just trying mm. to interpret the song, and this is, like, what it sounds like it sounds to me. And I think it's an interesting point that if people are inspired... Like, because if you're inspired by, like, success, you will find more success. And if you, like, what you're absorbing in the world will have an impact on you um and then i just feel like as it flows through it does kind of transition from this is the situation and the environment that we're in and the way it all looks and you just need to remember that like i really you need to remember that via discipline and good habits you'll be able to build up something different so like store your water in the basement because one day it'll be scarce and polluted like look at california and shit right now aren't they going through like mad water crises and whatnot like i don't even mm. think we could use water like we use it up here down there type things that people people in some places don't know how it is in canada where we'd be wasting water like a motherfucker um mm. And then, you know, grocery stores will be burying, learn how to grow your own food. I mean, we saw how people acted over toilet paper that one time. Imagine what goes down when some real shit goes down. And oh, not even that. The baby baby food shortage that's, like, Ax- still sort of prevalent. about that. Um, so you see how people can be. It's like, yo, if you're not self-sufficient in some way or another, what is going to happen in that future? And it's kind of, like, really, in a sense, good advice. And then... A line that really popped out to me was learn how to run underground drills in Zion. So now it feels like if we take Zion as the image of America or the pop culture or whatever elitist shit, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. this fake mm-hmm. holy land of sorts, now you're part of a revolution of the mind running these underground drills where you're practicing, I guess, in a way to be proper within this world and, and thrive and understand how to do it, manifest the new shit. And then I really just love how again they flip it with drill down, as in like get more specific and deeper. Zion is in you. And I'm like, it's so much with the words that they used. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. As far mm-hmm. as the sounds of it, like it's like spoken word over some jazzy stuff. It is absolutely not my cup of tea in terms of listening. Uh, however, the poetry is amazing and I'm like really into what they did with it. And it's a great start to the album. But I was like, oh boy is this gonna be like i don't know how much of this i'm going back to after this review um on the other hand i love it in for what it is as an art piece i'm actually gonna go this a 4.5 but like i i just like in, i don't know if a lot of fives are coming on some i'm not that into <laughs> i enjoy the art i'm just being real with y'all apparently the next one though it's called fish all right, Chris, how do you feel about fish? Why? Because apparently the G-H is pronounced like in cough, so f- And, the, you know, I don't fucking care. Lupe did some word games. That's some fucking fish, and it all makes sense. If you care, it's on the genius page. <laughs> um, so I have, I, like, besides 
kind of feeling like everything is backwards with the last line of the second verse where he's like just it's just a bigger plate they catching bait with fish i was like oh things are backwards because that's just kind of obvious you're supposed to use the bait to catch the fish um but like overall dude i don't really know kind of like what this song is about i understand the like Neuralink part which i thought was cool in verse one how like the idea of having a Neuralink and then like processing your fantasies and like capturing that data in terms of how like the algorithms on our phones like kind of track our data and shit that i thought was very clever and kind of like is something of the definite times right now that we're like in um but like i i just thought his rapping on this was cool i mean the assassin's creed i like the game so to me that was like dope i don't actually really know what like his point of using assassin's creed was uh but i just thought it was like just cool like assassin's well, creed rapping i feel it back like and if you ignore the capitalization of the pronoun assassin's creed and consider what the word what does the word creed mean chris ah fuck I'm going to Google that right now because I then forgot. You go Assassin's Creed and actually just go with the other double. Isn't it like like rules? Like a like rules? Yeah. It's a set of guiding rules and beliefs. Yeah. A religious doctrine of sorts. So Right. And then like Assassin's Creed is like the rules and beliefs so that would now make bring it assassin. into the context of drill music in Zion and everything in the commentary. So the Assassin's Creed in a place where after that last thing we was hearing about assassins. Mm. Wrapping it back indeed. Now we're talking about the content. The culture is like what we I spit see. is the Assassin's okay. Creed. I that that is some next level. All right. That's that Lupe. Uh, <laughs> Which I do appreciate, like just listening overall listening to this song, I did like it. I felt it was actually kind of more of like my style compared to like just the intro. Like this had more of a beat. This had more of like, okay, I can vibe to this. This was cool. Um, but yeah, like I was just like, I, I, uh, this is a what, 4.2? 4.2. 4.2. All right. So this one comes through with another smooth ass beat that let me know right off the jump. We go in there. We doing it. Like, yo, because you know, like that, that like fucking Drogas one, bro, and Drogas wave, like the beats on them, I was really Drogas, into. Drogas, Drogas. But now we over here on this smooth ass abstract high art piece shit is what it feels. This is like, mm. I call it like high art rap. And I'm not even mm. trying to be any kind of condescending. I'm looking at it like it's jazz. Jazz is a high art. Lupe's lyrics are fucking paintings, so it's kind of high art. It's like really fancy, and, and I really enjoy it. However, like I like his rapping. His rapping is legitimately like fun mm. to listen to. It's just his overall skill and callous, not callousness, but like carefree approach to just spit in bars. And like you can hear all of his experience coming out in the placement between every syllable and every and, and it just flows so beautifully across it like he right. is painting these murals with his words in such a vivid way and then we look at that whole verse looking at it like it's the frame of him describing what the assassin's creed is again not the game but the actual creed and then mm -hmm. it's like yo he kind of looks at what's happening with the social media is capturing catastrophes like a camera feed ball like a can of peas and then fall back like michael jackson or anesthes so now you got people going out there and doing all this shit on the socials they'd be leaned out they'd be like whatever people be acting a little goofy sometimes all up on the internet and it maybe doesn't like 
like documenting this whole culture like there's positives and negatives to it i think and he's just reframing it in how he's perceiving this coming through mistaking maidens for manatees is an interesting line too because it like changes the juxtaposition right like you're not even aware of what's going on you see these proper women and you fucking think they whatever you move you know it's like it flips with your actual expectation will be on that line it's dope and then just the idea that like fucking the Neuralinks, so the algorithms and the overall shit that's connected to us. And what's interesting about Neuralink is it has no wire and shit. So it's like this wireless connection directly to your brain. And it's not pirating your fantasies. You can't even watch porn without them knowing what you're up to, my guy. They know everything you're into. They all do. Look yep. at TikTok. Tell me TikTok yep. does not know exactly who you find attractive very quickly. Yo, TikTok is scary. Or like mistaking like, the sanitation for sanity. You're like, okay, and that's an interesting line too. I'm not gonna go through everything. I'm just trying to point out how interesting the lines oh, are. Oh, if if I can, sorry. The one line I did really like was uh, the one that follows that. My mistake, I'm mistaking yeah. uh, staying for cannot leave. I that's a that lit for bar. a minute, like I had to take a second. And I was like, oh shit, like you you've like convinced yourself that you cannot leave, but you're actually choosing to stay. It's like. You don't want to accept the fact that you're okay with where you're at, so you pretend like it's not. It is. And yo, culturally speaking, we've sanitized reality in a public sense. Like everything, like just the concept, not safe for work. Like what? We now have a sanitized code for work. Yeah. I'm not. It might be good. It might be bad. There's a lot of papers on both directions. What I'm trying to say is, literally, we in this world that sanitizes shit for sanity, are and we we doing. We do that, but it's like a mistake to make that correlation. Like it's not necessarily inherent to live in a filtered world. And then I think if we tie all that back into social media, it's we feel like we can't leave because we've tricked ourselves to that. But it really is our choice to stay. That's all in like what? A few lines? <laughs> like it's not even the whole yeah. song. The next verse kind of, I feel, goes more into it, um, kind of pointing out. I guess the fallacies within the logic of within this Assassin's Creed and bringing it in the way he does. I don't really have it in me to go through every other line like that. And I don't necessarily think I could at the moment. But what I can say is that it's like pointing out that the entire lifestyle you're being sold is ultimately you're the product and like they're pushing this narrative upon you via everything whether it be even just hit titles like assassin's creed or the way that we all live our life via what we put into the music and the energies out there and all that so i thought it was super interesting and a pretty great song um let's move on sorry something very quickly something on like after kind of going through it and feeling like things are backwards and like we kind of believe what we want to believe i guess the title actually kind of makes sense how like in some weird language way it's like this does say fish if you like choose to believe that that's the way it works because i because anyway that's just i thought that was cool like i just thought like once you kind of break through the song and you kind of like talk about it a little bit you kind of go oh shit i that's actually pretty clever for the title in my opinion i think it's a clever title um next up is autobato what did you give it uh, I gave it a 4.5. It's really well made, but again, we're on that. I'm not 100% on the beat in it, but like if I did put this album on because I was in the mood for it, it would mm-hmm. be cool. And it's definitely a really great song. It gives you a lot to think about, and it's it's pretty pretty good rapping just in the way he flows on it. Um, next up is Autobato. All right, Chris, how do you feel about Autobato? Yo, 
Yo, this this is the banger for me. I really like his flow. I really like the energy. I really like the chorus. I defend myself in court. This is sport. I get tickled from the door. Yo, that is so fire. And then just like the Autobots, like Transformer thing. I can twist and I can tort. Like that's just, that, that is fucking fire. Um, I mean, honestly, I, I think I was kind of just more into the vibe of the thing to really give a fuck about what the song said um overall like i really just like this vibe and i like the way he kind of flows through it but i do get this sense that like kind of what i got from it was like more in the second verse the first verse kind of feels like this is just like the life that's kind of like around him and um like the one deep meditation one street one deep meditate one street separate hi to the cribs goodbye to the bloods but it was the souls, the lords, and GDs segregate by the street in the shy where I was. I was like, okay, you're kind of giving us this like insight to where you where you come from, how uh, Chicago is, how things are kind of like, uh, you know, kind of fucked up, and and kind of giving you like your background on on like, just showing people who you are. If this was like the first time they were listening to you on some type of shit, um, <clears throat> I like the line, um, "What's an infrared dot to a whole dot gov." I thought that was really cool because it's like if you think of .gov, which is like the government official website, it's like what's your infrared dot to anything with like a whole army, but also like the .gov signifying like we still have to deal with like higher power people who can fuck up our lives, even if you think you're powerful with your red dot. Like they can still ruin you even though you think you've got like the power in the hand type shit. Um, Like I just I, I thought it was just super hard. Um, for the second verse, it kind of feels like, uh, I like where he would go, where he went. I just wanted my credit used to sweat it like show clothes. Now I don't even know who wrote those. Maybe my ghost knows, but we both cold and kind of giving this sense of like though he doesn't recognize the old him. Cause he's like evolved into a new person and like a new, better writer. And he used to like put all the experience and everything he can into like his shows and really trying to build himself up. But it's like. He's so far detached from the old him that he doesn't even recognize, but he acknowledges that like an old version of him did that. So that was really cool. But I also feel like that ties into the last where it's like, I don't need a lawyer and I'm going to like fight for myself because I see my own evolution. I'm I'm like self-aware that I used to be this person. I'm now this person and I don't want anybody else to like speak for me. Like I'm going to speak proudly on myself is kind of what I taught. Uh, I got from that. And just, just the way this flows, bro. This is fire. Like this was like, like as close to drill music I was gonna get from Lupe. So I was like, yes, this was this was this was so like I'm mad biased. Like that that's just as facts. I like the drums in it. I like the the bop. I like just the way everything. Like I'm super biased to it. But like it's crazy. I gave this a four point seven on five. Like I I really yeah, really one, like this. This one is super lit. Um, <clears throat> it's worth pointing out that this Carrera character is some old. Carrera, uh, character Carrera Porsche, or no, based on Carrera Porsches, he's created a character called Carrera Lou as an alter ego that could be like the flashy anti Lupe character that he plays, right? So if you go back mm-hmm. to like those ghost bars and he goes back to the era where that character was more prevalent and he was using it, it adds that like extra layer because, in a sense, when he's writing these characters, he's ghost writing for himself and shit. It's kind of interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it feels like this one. Oh, that's actually cool. It's kind of that just clicked. Like, 
him pointing out, I guess, a bit of the environment and kind of maybe playing a bit of a devil's advocate with the situation and showing that he can empathize with all of it because he comes from there too, you know, like pointing out the various local gangs and being part of the streets and whatnot. And then just the mentality, like, why buy a tub when they'll buy you a flood? Better buy you a sub. How you going to survive in the club? You going to kayak it because when it rise up above and the waves come and push and the titles will shove. A, the way he just kind of kept the water shit running with that is pretty fucking nice. And he made it work. But it's still pointing out, like, in this reality, like, why are you, what are you going to do when you're out there and this shit starts to pop off? How are you actually going to do that? But then to go one step further and be like, the whole infrared dot to the whole dot gov and then point out that there are bigger powers that be that like frankly your little gun in that moment is pretty irrelevant to the bigger picture and it's just mm. like a interesting twist on it all because it has like this top-down perspective while being both like looking at it from above and being in the middle of it as the protagonist and then just to flip <clears throat> it to like i defend myself in court this is sport because you know like tennis courts and shit but just the idea of handling his business and the court of judgment as it comes around, like he can hold his own integrity. And I bet Lupe has read enough legal bullshit to quite literally be his own lawyer. Um, I get signals from the source, which is interesting because it's like, you know, he got tapped into the world around him and he can twist and contort, which adds that extra layer when he kind of talks about code switching between the streets and the popo and having both his hand like tapped into all the different things and it seems kind of like weird to people but you don't know where he's at he's tapped into everywhere he needs to be and i'm like this is what if it's source magazines i thought about that but i don't know um overall i thought it, it was a fun song the flows are really great i like them a lot i feel like this is the most listenable i'm gonna actually bump it again song on the album for real and a lot of it's the the chorus but also just like the chorus i'm carrera era era and the way he just says era it's like pointing out that he's almost like this institution in this shit you know i really enjoy it um i like the beat i'm gonna give this one like also a 4.75 like it's a really enjoyable track um and again it keeps the commentary going as is going to be the case throughout the whole project so let's move on to precious things chris what do you think about precious things um i think it's actually it's a really interesting song uh what i kind of took from it is that it's kind of like lupe's experience dealing with uh friends and people within the music industry and how shit changes when you go on this journey uh starting off i like the chorus from uh naira i don't want to butcher her name i think it was really beautiful like the way she was just singing these precious things all these things that we love and just her voice was so so nice like I, I just like how she held the notes and and how she just really kind of brought life to like like this this kind of what seems to be a little bit more somber feeling and it was just really really cool um and then with like verse one like never bite the hand that feeds but when those hands grab the gats and up their sleeves they grab their traps and operate your grief it kind of feels like lupe is kind of expressing like yo i was here helping everybody like i've put on i've tried to like take care of you guys and stuff but now y'all are kind of like turning on me I swear my hands were pure. I gave him manicures, became my adversary, became my saboteur. And it's like he gave up everything that he wanted to be to be this character that everyone else wanted. These polished, you know, sparkling nails, perfect type of like character that he wanted. Um, 
I like how he goes, I put carrots on them, just like rabbit lures, as if like carrots in terms of diamonds and like giving, like being able to produce money and profit for people. And like when it gets to the parties, like I asked for, I asked for peace signs. They gave me Leon Spinks. I asked for okays. I got up yours and go aways. Kind of feels like he's going through a rough time and like people are not really there anymore for him for some particular reason. Uh, and he's just kind of like going through that. And it's like, you can really feel the pain in him as well. And I, I really, really like, I really, really connect with this. It's, it's really crazy. Uh, then you get the chorus, which again, is just pure beautiful. I, I really just like, wow, this is just great. I really do like that. Um, <clears throat> verse two, I feel like is kind of just continuing verse one, just a little bit more. Uh, I like when he went, um, I like how he goes, uh, we was hand in hand all stay pinky swear thumb receiver how we used to call me how we used to call make which i like how he gave that like that like imagery of this type of like thing here with your hand mm. i like that that was cool i like the way he builds sentences and can really like depict an image when he writes and you like it's, it's very clear um so I, I did like that but then all shakes uh now it's fingers crossed over small stakes no taller than a crawl space which i thought was really interesting because like it's it's the, the double entendre of like small stakes like yo there's bigger money at play that we could be arguing about that actually fucking matters and we could be having real discussions but you want to argue over like five dollars and the other side of it is like if you think of just prioritizing in terms of food it's like yo we could argue over this big huge steak but you want to bitch about this little tiny thing that we could just inevitably be like yo we're not going to have enough for each other let's just split it and go and it, it kind of gave me that like like things are really starting to like change within people and like the, the, the missions and the visions are kind of really being scattered now. And it's all like fucked up. And then in the uh, third verse, I feel like it's because he's getting like outcasted from the uh, industry. Like, it's like you could have done more to try to keep us out of the, uh, out of the handcuffs. It's like, we only matter when fans putting their hands up and it's like, yo, y'all don't really care about me or my people, but if we're out here doing what y'all want and like, you know, performing for you guys and entertaining, and as long as you're getting your views, reactions, clicks, fucking hands up and, and the things you want, then that's when we actually matter. But besides that, you guys will handcuff us, kill us and all these things. Um, and it kind of just still flows through, like you got popular and, and all these things, kind of like blaming these sort of people. But what really ties it in together for me was the, uh, you turned a deaf ear to what we were saying to you. We was here, can't go back to before. The problem is you don't use us to write the raps anymore, which I was like, yo, if you think about it, it's kind of like there is certain conversations in hip hop where people feel like there's certain artists who are literally just, you know, using ghost writers and having other people write their lyrics. And if you kind of think about it, it's like, what if they're trying to like push an agenda through these type of artists? There's some of like the authentic artists who are really from whatever life and they've made it and whatever. And then there's other like industry plants who are just pushing narratives that are being written for them from these corporate ghost writers and oh, all these labels like, and all these things. Why is drill music so heavily pushed? Right. I mean, I was, I, I, I looked at it uh, with like the drug music era where like everybody was like all on drugs and shit. And I kind of felt like there is that aspect of like people who go through shit, but then the other side is, yo, this was really popular on like radio stations and stuff too. And it's kind of like, if you don't want, you know, kids to be doing drugs. Why are we pushing this type of music heavily? But you can say the same for Joel music as well. Um, but that's kind of where it seems like because the times changed in the music industry and Lupe may not be like so into those times and he still likes doing what he does, they may no longer be looking at him the same way as they used to. And that's not just 
him that's like everybody that's like everybody entirely that's the friends that's the the entourage the people around him and just the industry itself and maybe even like family so i thought it was really 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 cool uh i gave this a 4.5 yeah um that's a cool way to put it because like the song is clearly later layered the first thing it reminded me of was i gave you power by nas i feel like that's a whole ass genre of song the double entendre oh it's not quite what you think thing but he's like talking to his hands right and he's talking about his hands and everything every like line is in reference to some hand shit that's going to be happening whether it's putting on jewelry you know whether it's picking up a gun it's how you're using your hands you know even down to like used to be clapping for us thumbs up and then snapping poets like this is the vibe that we used to have and whether it's within hip-hop or the culture or whether it's within you as an individual when you start out at going to the clubs and whatnot and you're you know going to it for these reasons and then it's they be dapping foes grabbing them away and they know that i don't drink at least i don't think and then you kind of get to this like point where you're you're like your life changes and different things come through and it's like originally you asked for peace signs and by the end of it you know these hands are now being used to throw fists you know ask for okays and i got up yours and go aways and all this other shit you know throat slicers and so it's like how these hands get used get changed so drastically and then when you finally get to the point where you're like okay how can we use these hands for better it's like your hand don't want to talk to you no more it's over like you've already kind of change that relationship that's just kind of how things are and then the chorus with these precious things the things we love and then we think about how all of those things are kind of related like uh, to pursuing the things you love whether it be the music and that side of it or whether it be maybe the materialism or the other kinds of lifestyles that exist and how whatever you get into it could it could turn on you you know now you could find something good and there's always like this fine line um I feel like as the song evolves, though, it just kind of escalates a bit and ends up to a point where it's like, okay, now your hands have cuffs on them. Now your hands are in a situation where you don't have the life you wanted. And, you know, it used to be like we did music and that was the purpose. And now it's like we're doing all this other shit. Nobody cares. The world isn't what it's going to be. But all of the things that are happening in your world, what you're not doing is using your hands to write the raps and go back to the original purpose so it's like when you lose your way it's like you almost have to remember what you started doing shit in the beginning for and like remember that shit because if that's the point you started all this because you was using your hands to write raps and all this other stuff happens over the course of careers or now you want to throw hands and technicals on my place that's such an interesting line because it could be like just about the rap about the way people rap about you know life and the fact maybe you're violating rules and you're trying to figure shit out like this it's a lot to unpack and i think lupe does a great job kind of commenting again on the artists within the drill genre and all music in general and keeping it relevant to the main album themes while even possibly exploring his own career and shit because he did have that whole like lasers phase and all that stuff so i really think it's cool and um i gave it like a 4.5 it's a really interesting song and I like the beat. I feel like, again, it's not what I got my go-to, but I find it really enjoyable. And it's versatile from the other ones. And so far, the album's got, like, this very versatile feel to it. So let's move on to another interesting concept with the kiosk. All right, Chris, how do you feel about kiosk? So um, 
I'm not like it's not my favorite. I don't particularly like really like it. I found it was really slow. I kind of got sort of annoyed that like the th- I had to wait till the third verse to get some like hype in it. Me per me personally, um, and I kind of feel like a dummy because I I kind of looked at it as like oh it's just like the story of like an independent hustle and as like an artist it's kind of like being in a kiosk person where you kind of have to grind and hustle and hustle and i kind of just didn't really get past that i i had like trouble getting into this a lot but now sitting here listening to this i'm going oh it may be a commentary on how people are just buying chains and shit to perceive us to be perceived a certain way and we're all the same person when we're at the middle of the mall at the kiosk to put on this image that we're doing and then like he then explains in like the second verse how like that image could like affect you and these are the worst things but then look you'll get vlogs you'll get this you'll get viral and oh, all these bro, other that's, things that's not what the second the second kid first verse is like rich people shit you know like we in the middle of the mob be and it's like mm. with this when he's doing the subdued voice he's like the kiosk vendor in the middle so right right like walking through and you know come over and i'm gonna you know, like, tell you all the good shit. Yo, let me whisper in here. If you like getting ripped off, then I'll be over there. That's why I'm over here. And you should be, you know, I'm, I'm saying this all because I care. You know, like, that's how people mm-hmm. be when you walk into, like, rich shit. I don't know if you've ever actually been in a mall with a kiosk and shit, but that's how it could really be like. So in the second verse, oh, you ain't got a budget? Okay, let's go play in Jane and do all the boring shit. And, look, you can get all this fake crap and it's different. And because now it's fake... If you're a rapper, a trapper, and you get robbed, who cares? It doesn't matter. You're not losing money. All that's going to happen is the vlogs will attack you. Move on. And then, you know, basically, look how cool you look. Maybe the cops are going to notice. But please, don't let any of these people fucking keep you there. Buy my shit. Yeah. I I mean, that's kind of where I got now. Like, as we were listening to it. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. But I just didn't feel like I was really interested in it. And I, it still kind of still left me with this, like, eh, whatever feeling. Like, I don't know. It wasn't one of my favorite tracks. Um, I left it with a 3.8. Mm, but I don't know how. Anyway. Um, but I like the subduedness of it, like the staticky feel, like it's almost farther away, right? Because like you're walking mm-hmm. through the mall and it's a kiosk and it's a guy hollering at you from over there, so it's not as close. So you're hearing all this and it's got this super subdued feeling. The way he does it, he goes even high pitched. He just is also, let's be real, flexing his vocals here, how what he can do with his mm-hmm. voice. Uh, the chorus is super cool, you know, like you ain't got to be a criminal involved, know how to rap or be dribbling the ball. It doesn't really matter who you are. You could be whatever. At the end of the day, when you're in the middle of the mall, y'all the same to me, motherfucker, give me that cash. And this is happening everywhere. And then he like breaks the fourth wall and his voice comes in uh, super clear as he's just kind of describing how, you know, diamonds are actually just worth what you're willing to pay. They don't really have a value. They're just the value is what we pay for them. And it's a deceptive game that we're killing in place. So I guess, you know, tying it back into the bigger themes of what we're obsessed with and what we're focused on. Um, and then it kind of runs through a little bit more. I think like the, the way diamonds and the pursuit of money and everything kind of creates this capitalist system. And he comments on the actual process of getting diamonds and the various things that go on, like, jesus say or but when he dies from cancer that's god's mysterious ways you know because he's talking about the the preachers and shit who fuck around and 
with kids and then you know some kind of punishment in a karmic sense however it may mm-hmm. play out and then kind of like uh god's mysterious ways jesus saves african sold slaves gabriel's in afghanistan's passing out okay ak's it's a rage all this is kind of related to a diamond industry um so it's like pointing out the realities that goes behind these diamonds even though he admits i have these diamonds and they have their mesmerizing effect on me as they do so i think then after that it kind of brings it in and it's like now the street vendor kicks in for the outro and you kind of look appalled like you're not really interested you know you should still come join us you you know how to spit that shit bro you can become one of us you can become a kiosk guy and then lupe's like it's cool man i already gotta watch and then the you know chaos guys like, well excuse me but it's like even to that extra layer if you are that able sounded to... like chris tucker fair um sorry but like i guess what I, I was saying is just like at the end of the day if even if you're articulate enough to resist it's like then the temptation becomes join us you're good enough to be one of us like you know like it's there's so much like that happens in and it's all probably related to artists too and how people live because that's how marketing works and that's how salespeople salespeople uh this one's pretty brilliant i think it's a 4.5 for me again the sound of it like it's not really something i would throw on a lot but like as an art piece it's so cool and like sometimes you just get in the mood to have some good thinking music and i think lupe is really great at it um the next one is apparently the end of a trilogy of songs from the mural series this one's called ms mural all right, Chris, how do you feel about Miss Mural? Um, you know, the storytelling on this is really crazy. Like, just, again, like, um, the way he goes more, uh, more like tap into tradition from the angle of Mahmood. He looked back at his canvas while strangling a tube, uh, a master of the palette, all sanguine and cool. The music mostly jazz and jazz mostly old. Uh, and I'm just like, again, like I can just picture this like artist, this creative, this, this person who likes to just make things and just be, you know, artistically inspired in this like room and, and just kind of alone and being with those thoughts and then having somebody come in and like ask for stuff. Um, and just like the, 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 throughout the whole song, I'm like really kind of like captivated into the storytelling of it. Um, but I think this song is kind of explaining how, like, as an artist, it, you get to a point where you feel like you're no longer creating for yourself and you're creating just for, like, out of orders from people. Um, I And, like, I, I guess the most thing that stands out for me is the part where he kind of comes to terms with, like, no, I'm going to do this for myself. And he basically lights everything on fire and kills the dude who's asking for all these, like, requests and shit. Um, I'm not particularly able to go through all the lyrics and kind of go through it. It's kind of really like dense for me personally. Um, but like, I think the messaging of like the struggle of being an artist, whatever type of artist you are and having to create art out of your own inspiration is one thing, but then having to create art repeatedly for whether it's an industry for clients for whoever and then not really being able to express yourself within that and having to follow guidelines kind of fucks with you a bit um and then at one point it's like you're just gonna break and just gonna like explode and literally light everything on fire and just kind of run away from it all 
is kind of what I took from this. And it, it sounds like just the struggle of an artist, which I did really appreciate a lot. Um, I did give this a 4.2. It was a little bit hard for me to kind of get into it. I had to like really drill myself to go through it and like repeat, repeat, repeat. Um, but I, I liked it. Uh, one thing I do want to mention, since it is a trilogy, I it just I forgot Mural Jr., like, I have no memory of, like, that song in itself of, like, how that played out, which I kind of feel, like, kind of breaks this, like, whole trilogy thing. Because the only mural I really, really like Bro, is the first one, personally. I only said trilogy because of genius. I don't actually know if it's a trilogy. And if it is, well, man, it, bro, it, the way he raps is the same. The tapestry and super complex, like, that shit's consistent absolutely i i was just saying like i i don't know i i felt like i just liked the first one better but that's whatever um this was this was a 4.2 this is really good in in terms of just the overall storytelling and the depiction of how he's feeling with what i think is the battle of being an artist yeah i thought this one was super cool as well and it definitely um shows off at the beginning if you had to paint the gutter which color would you choose said the patron to the painter the painter said the blues so now right there um it's interesting it's just the patron is in case somebody doesn't know somebody who supports the arts so somebody who pays the painter to do their thing and then the blues being a genre of music from you know black folk kind of showing the pain of the experience of the times um and to express what was happening and so it's like, what's the gutter? How do we project this? And then in a sense, it kind of looks at it like it's an analytical shit of how the industry and the way the money people perceive the world of art simultaneously between this artist and this capitalist, in a sense, having a conversation. And they're just kind of debating it. And, you know, the artist goes ahead and just paints what he does. And, and it very much sounds like Lupe describing Lupe's music, to be honest with you. Um, and then you open it up and there's just this blank pages. Um, and then the painter's like, nah, I, I ripped all the pages out and just made paper planes and fucked everything up. And then, you know, I burned it all down. And he's like, haha, that's my art. And I, you know, obviously this patron is not going to understand this shit because that's some serious artist shit, burning up your own art and whatnot. And then in the second verse, it like kind of implies that whoever this is is getting this behind the scenes look into this process of how it's supposed to work. And then he's like, okay, so do you consider yourself conforming to a style? And then Lupe goes on to give an entire breakdown on everything you could possibly need to know about the art and entertainment industry and the concept of what art is even. Like, it's pretty fucking lit. Um, I don't know that I can do it line by line, but pretty much, like, most of what we know as art is a projection of a faith, a product of a pontiff for the election of a saint. So now we have to consider the origins of art history, because motherfuckers, like, do motherfuckers, like, I like what Lupe did with this, because motherfuckers don't know shit all about art history. People are acting like art in 1642 didn't exist and that there wasn't an industry and some shit like that so almost all art is religious for most of our history like people wasn't like fucking making art for other purposes back then it would be like 
church mans would or like emperor mans so whether it be the art or the state or sorry the church or the state it would be or like a rich fucker would pay for a painting of his family you know like let's mm-hmm. be fucking mm-hmm. real about what the art world was you'll go look up mm-hmm. the viking poetries bro they'd be like going up in front of kings and the king would be like freestyle or die bitch that's not hyperbole if you freestyled yeah. well you got swords and shit if you did not you died and it was actually like on the spot poetry writing and shit. It's super like wild to see what history really is with relation to it all. So that's how it starts. And then he kind of describes the different kinds of art um, that goes over well with the South Americans and Yanks, which is this more violent, etc. So it kind of feels like he's doing an analysis because remember, it's not a question or a debate about. like styles and whatnot this is just kind of what it is and then he kind of runs through the lifestyle a bit and how people are playing russian roulette with their lives on some basic chance to get through in this whole industry where there's pools of sharks as you step into the tank now you're in this world of vicious people that's the pool of art got him headed to the plank a lot of people's lives get fucked up and whatever but what was super interesting is but they fell for the deceptive deceptive deceptiveness of the secularist complaint because again now art has been detached from the church and the state and all that shit and art's kind of on some secularist let's let's do it for ourselves kind of vibe and i think that's super nifty as well um uh and then he just kind of keeps flowing on i don't want to necessarily run through it all because i don't think i'm gonna do the best job but the quick version is like he kind of goes through the internal struggle of what it really means to be an artist and the legacy of whether you're just a bunch of dates or what it means to create or and how you're kind of dealing with different people and it's like it's like at the end of the day what does it fucking mean to be an artist right like what is any right. of this shit? all of all of my art is just me struggling with this shit dealing with everything that you see going on in my life or right? i've just described to you and then the patron right. is so excited at this because honestly this verse is ridiculously well written and it's in a sense this beautiful art piece and the patron's like wow all all like like i can't believe you said such beautiful shit you did it all right and then he sees this like the the artist gets like this sense of inspiration and like just after getting this comp this compliment and shit and he tells him to get up on this pile of blank papers and then he lights them on fucking fire Fuck y'all. Fuck this cop. I don't need you, patron, man. I'm going to burn you on fire. That's the art. Um, su- I mean, it does. Super nifty. Like, as a concept of what the song is. So, at the end of the day, the best art, or the ultimate art, is to destroy the relationship with the consumer or, or whatever. So, it's, like, super, like, specific commentary on... The and and I guess if you look at the state of where hip hop is at as a bigger picture in being pop as one of the biggest genres on earth, while also having underground cultures, while also looking at how the vehicles being used, while also looking at the history of how music has always been used by authority figures for control, like yo trust these these like old timey church people was doing what they did for what whatever political purposes they hired michelangelo to do a painting or whatever like that's really how it went back then so it's cool to see how at the end of it it's like nah i'm making art for me and fuck anything else with it because i need i finally feel inspired 
after all this time because that was the big issue everything's blank there's no real art left in a sense because everything is this giant convoluted clusterfuck of a world that like you don't really make art no more and i kind of get where lupe coming from like when you're trying to make a career in music it's super different than being an artist that makes art or when you try to be a career in anything it changes and the second money enters the equation it's no longer the same so it sounds really brilliant i I was just gonna say that just find it kind of boring as fuck to listen to it's just like so like not my cup of tea as far as the sound goes Everything about it is great. Like, it deserves, like, a full-on 4.75. But holy crap, did I just not necessarily enjoy the beat. And But y'all, if y'all know me, it's like, I don't really go for the airy, jazzy, like, it's not, whole, it's not my vibe. But, like, the concept? Damn, bro. Like, I feel like I could never articulate how much he articulated with so few words. And the poetry that he did, it's like masterful, super masterful. I wish it was on some drill shit and we could go do some sturdy dancing to these bars. That's all I'm trying to say. I know it's it's not whatever. It's just that was my thought. It's like on a different beat, though. I'm super into this. Um, no, it's it's a really, really good song. I do like how like the overall concept of what is being an artist and it's like some people are really just kind of in it for money and then some people are in it just for the purity of it but i think it also kind of speaks to the society that we live in that like we need money to live so we kind of get trapped in this id like this kind of loop of like i don't know if somebody like if somebody paid me to do a, a, a set and then i get like that like adrenaline of like yo i can actually make money off of rapping like because i have that dream of wanting to rap and i have that passion and that love for it it's like you get looped into that like how can i make money off of this and do what i love which then brings you into the the consequence of like well now you know you got rules you got times you got this you got that and it's like well this isn't really what i kind of signed up for as like an artist i wanted to just express myself with you know like whatever it was so yeah just my afterthoughts fair um i guess we can move on to naomi all right chris how do you feel about this one um i mean i like the upbeat of the beat i like the flow on it i just don't kind of understand the song overall um i feel like like i don't I like, like, I understand nice. We look alike. They want to slice of your dreams. I feel like he's talking about people wanting to like, kind of get handouts from him and like kind of what he's doing. Um, even Christ took a knife for the team. So swing, which I thought was cool. Just kind of like a higher power above us had to sacrifice something for the team as like Lupe would like sacrifice things and kind of throughout the first verse, like even how he goes, like, I just come around to help like Batman's utility belt by myself with worlds. I'm a doubt. It's like, you want to like, he's, he's there to help out and he's going to sacrifice his time and his energy to help other people out. Cause that's just kind of like the person he is. And sometimes maybe people like don't really like are grateful for it. Um, the so swing part, um, I kind of took it as like, so swing, like, like if you, if you've got an issue with me, you can swing and we can like square up type shit. Cause then he's like, yo, fatal flying guillotine. And I was like, oh, that's, that's actually kind of cool the way he says that. I like, I like that little 
syllable play there. Um, but like, I kind of took it. I was like, yo, if you want to swing, like we're ready to go. I can like karate chop you and all this type of shit. But on the other side, I feel like it's more swing, like the dance to like represent the era and that kind of like freedom of just forget how life goes and just kind of escape type thing. Um, uh, I like how he said, I ain't rapping. What's happening is blowing glass track is tapping drums and crystals blowing the brass per the usual. I just like that idea that he's like so intricate with like the music that it's like blowing glass and making like an art piece instead of just rapping bars and kind of like going, it's like something bigger than just that. Um, and then, you know, shout outs to the produce to the, to the beat makers uh, who made the music. So that's like, cool. He held that down. Um, I don't know how I kind of feel about this line just because of the way it sounded, but I, I think it's sort of cool, but all beautiful, all that beautiful musical moving you like an intercooled Subaru, the intercooled Subaru kind of throws me off, but it's kind of hype. Like just the way it kind of flows, like it throws me off a little bit, but it's kind of hype. Um, but yeah, uh, then like the verse two, I mean, I kind of understand it at like a literal front, like I was in Roxbury on Malcolm X block. Like literally you were on the block that Malcolm X used to chill at talking that talk that got Malcolm X watched. Okay. You were, you know, talking about I, like revolution and like all this stuff and powerful empowerment and like for the black rights and shit, um, trying to pick up where Malcolm X stopped. So like, I understand the literal bars, but I like the literal words, but I don't think I fully grasp and understand like the, the, the intricate message to that verse too. Uh, but I do think it is cool. Um, and uh, just the refrain, like kind of comes in again, you know, they want to slice of your dreams, but even Christ took the knife for the team. So swing. And again, like you get this feeling of like, just, just let it go. Like, just, just let it go. Actually with that, uh, in the first verse, it's like, what else, what else? Forget what happened in the past. You got to let it go. Like what happened to the gas? Like you're just, pedal to the metal full forward pushing through all your dreams and all your shit living life living in a fast lane and then you just kind of forget all the shit that behind you uh kind of like with the swinging like just let it all go dance your problems away just enjoy the moment and just forget the negativity is kind of what i felt from this um i liked it i mean it's a four on five like it's dope fair um i kind of took it like I'm not even gonna lie. This one was a little tough to like wrap my head around. Some of them are more clear, but um, nice. We look alike. They want to slice to your dreams. So I'm looking at it like this is people coming at the culture again, trying to make money off the situation. And even Christ took a knife at the team. So swing, like bro, like that's an interesting point, because technically Christ did die for everybody's sins. So yeah. it's like in a sense Christ is a revolutionary figure too right because like he was representing his people as a minority group inside of a bigger system of oppression and died for the cause in a sense so it's saying don't even worry about the consequences fight for us rights you know um and then I think in the verse you're kind of going through like how do you forget about history and not see what happened you know like we can't have like people forgetting it because then we can't actually move towards the future so it's like stay away from rebels worshipping the devil like jazz when heaven loses a job hell wins staff looking over the macroeconomic math karma waiting and calculating how much time we have so it's like um when we look at the scene the culture and everybody living in life right like 
how our actions and energy are what we put out, like, you're either going to end up, you know, putting out positive or negative. And it's kind of like, well, look, if you're not playing on one side, you're absolutely playing on the other sides. And it's like, I think Lupe is trying to tell you literally to go look at his Instagram because he's been putting out the message more clearly and concisely and he's been putting out music and he's got like a whole bunch popping, which is such a clever plug, but simultaneously fits into the bigger picture. Like it's almost like you have to go look at his Instagram to get inspiration. And in a sense, I think he's trying to show you here that with what he's trying to be is a revolutionary and a rebellion in the sense of bettering his people by creating a bonded sense of empowerment, right? Which is where the whole Malcolm X part, I guess, comes into it. Cause like, you'll go read the Malcolm X book, Chris. That's all I'm gonna say that. But like, so he's talking how he's like speaking that talk and he's kind of trying to empower people to think for themselves and have strength and point out how they don't need the rest of the system. Cause I believe that was the main thing for Malcolm X. Like we don't need the rest of the system. Let's segregate and be our own people, independent of the state and be completely self-sufficient. Um, and then as you look at like you know malcolm x files it's a malcolm x thing is you ask yourself what does malcolm x mean i return to the force in a malcolm x wing and scene so it's like i see it like he's bringing up malcolm x and pointing out he's been there and he's been pushing how to bring this revolutionary spirit into the modern era to up the overall empowerment of people and while people might be questioning what does Malcolm X mean or whatever whatever he's back in it doing his thing the way he's been trying to do it the whole time um so I really thought it was cool and then to bring it back they want to slice your dreams they want to take something from you and even Christ took a knife for the team so swing so go out there and see what you got to say and make your best art type thing like you don't I take it like you don't necessarily have to play the game if you understand history and have the strength and power to move forward. So that was really cool. Sounded really good. And I gave it a 4.5. And let's move on to drill music in Zion. Chris, how do you feel about this one? Um, I, I'm confused on this one. Um, I don't, I don't get it. So I'm going to kind of need like an explanation or some sort of guidance on this one. I do like certain things. I like how he says uh, copper ebonics, co uh, competent and gone it. Godzilla's economics rock gondolas till you vomit. I just like the way that sounds. Um, I don't think I completely understand. Um, I like the whole stay below the, Dop the Doppler turn robotics into Sonics. I thought that the Sonic reference and Dr. Robotnik was cool. Uh, position jolsters, monitor, hegemonics, robots make the robots that solder the electronics, which I thought was a cool line. How, like, in life, we're kind of moving towards this like technological advancement and we're still going forward. And it's like we're creating robots that are creating robots and like kind of touching upon that shit, um, which I thought was cool. Uh, logics on the rocket, what profit defeats conscience? Somebody's, uh, somebody's daughter contemplating the convent that's not even that but it's the it's the logics on the rocket what profits defeats the conscious for me i felt like we're we're doing all these things to like kind of find different parts of like the universe the world like kind of just with like the rocket line where like we're trying to build all these things but what what profit does this make with our own feelings inside with our own judgments our own choices like are we really focusing on what matters or are we just trying to like distract ourselves with all these other things um i feel like the whole 
somebody's daughter thing kind of like sets up a whole little story where like this girl and this dude and then the dude wants to like pay her for stuff and then shit kind of goes wrong um the chorus is cool um it's not really my favorite i like the way he kind of uh holds the like the soul and the whole fold and and the remote control like the way he kind of just does that was cool um and then i get completely confused in the second verse i don't know if this is like the the killer who's like talking about the neighbor is this the neighbor looking at the killer i don't even know if that's even like a narrative in the story i'm kind of confused um and then from there i'm just completely lost like absolutely just completely lost uh, but it it still is a decent song. I think it's very slow. The beats, not really my favorite either. Um, but the rapping and like like just just the rapping is great. Like just the way he flows the things and the way he connects and just the ability he has to make these type of like really intricate songs is just really really cool. So I mean like overall I did give it a four on five just because like it's really constructed nicely and i enjoy the song itself and just kind of getting lost within all the different like of like the things that happen within it especially with his like flow and voice but i i whoop right over my head with the whole fucking premise of this fair it is very complicated um song to be honest it feels to me like a social commentary on culture again um I don't know that I can, like, fully justify it, but I kind of think it's describing the way certain people kind of monopolize other cultures or take advantage of it or, like, perceive things differently. Um, I feel like that whole neighbor thing is just kind of like, you know, white people calling cops on people and shit, and they're, like, the real killers for a situation. So is the killer in a situation where maybe... um, a police person shoots a person it's the full killer the the cop who did the shooting or what about mm. the person who called the cops on some random dude reading a book or whatever they escalated like is that person yeah. also not the killer with the entirety of like kind of i think just looking at again the way different cultural the differences in culture are treated by different groups of people so like a whole yacht club shake like neighbors piss so it calls the police and like the way you're living maybe it's uh, a particular kind of music or maybe i'll be smoking herbs or whatever you're doing that's different and then to act like yo um if he wants to bathe like a sailor live on a container ship like yo if you're not going to behave the way that we behave over here go over there and then you create the situation where you create complications for someone else. And then in spite of that, I'm going to go do what I do, party all night. The banging is intense because I know exactly what you did and you're going to pay for it, bitch. So if like, oh, you think you can fucking call the cops on me? Well, watch think how. you can snitch? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and do this and you are not going to get sleep tonight, Karen. Yeah. And then. <laughs> Chad. <laughs> um, I just think the like the end of the song tries to summarize it, and I'm still like not a hunter with it either. Like you either fly into the portal or pour the portal over the plane. I'm like, f- f- fair enough, Lupe. I don't really know where we're going with this. Whirling <laughs> mortals is nothing short of insane. Let's try and turn this quarter water into a quarter bottles and chains. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm like, I don't even know what that means, dude. 
There's a lot of lines on this one where I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but I like the way you're saying it, and it sounds good to listen to. And I'm certain if I sat there and I really thought about it, I could come to some conclusions. But the thing is, sometimes you just don't want to. And that's kind of how I felt listening to this. I was just comfortable not understanding what the fuck he's talking about listening to him say shit. So it sounded really cool. And I gave him a 4.5 on this one. Um, let's move on to Seattle. All right, Chris, how do you feel about Seattle? I liked it. Um, I really like uh, Naira, Naira's voice. Again, just the way she kind of held down the chorus was super, super cool. Um, I like the idea of I kept my promise to the streets and this, like, idea of, like, so when I heard it, I was like, when you're in the streets, a lot of people kind of tell you when you're aspiring to do some of this shit, a lot of people are kind of like, yo, get out of the streets. Like, go make yourself, go make your money, go put on for your community, go put on for your people. And, like, don't don't get caught up in this shit if you really are popping and you really are starting to, like, do what you got to do. But I think Lupe does do a great job in explaining, like, it's more than just get out of the streets. It's, like, this ideology of be better than who we are, be better than the people before you who are still kind of locked down and stuff, like, in the first verse to develop myself in a fine way life is a shine wave einstein mind in this time space that was really cool the way he said that uh when they when they try to keep you got to climb gates escape from the city that defines by crime rate and it's like kind of get this sense that like so much shit is kind of going hap- is happening around him as he's like on this journey to to be bigger but he's keeping his promise to the people who like you know in his community and who kind of held him down i guess in the streets when he was there first it's like he's like yo i gotta make it out like i have to i have to keep my promise to these people and give back and be able to come back and and provide for you guys and give hope and 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 all that stuff um i thought it was cool i like the second verse as well the way he kind of goes like to see my vampires in the sunlight to look my eye right in the suns and bring all my knives to the gunfights kind of like changing the way that we fight make it more like not so like like it's more close and personal more like one-on-one is kind of how i took that and like be being more like direct with each other instead of like just you know whether it's real shots or like when you the idea of like sending shots and sneak dissing and shit like that like it could just be like yo up close and personal type shit like there um um i like how he's like uh but never break it down like gum bites if done right you'll be unliked but you'll be unlike and it's like the unliked in terms of like removing likes from like your socials and people might not like you anymore might not follow your shit when you stay kind of like true to yourself and true to what you do um Mm -hmm. like where he follows up when you when you gotta run where snares on the drum type when um snares on the drum type where it's like i kind of took that as like when you listen to like the trend of drill music right now and the kind of like the musics that we have you kind of have to act in that certain way but if you kind of stay true to yourself yeah you might lose some of the clout or some of the shit but like you will also uh, succeed. Um, the third verse I thought was just cool. Uh, I don't have much to really quote there. It was just cool the way it kind of sounded like he he kind of infused with like the digital world in a sense. Like he kind of sounds like he's talking through like a computer speaker or like a cell phone speaker, kind of like through a microphone or a megaphone type. And it gives me like this robotic type of Lupe sentient being cyborg type shit. And he's kind of like, just giving you this message and i thought it was i thought it was cool um and then like the outro uh you know it was also kind of just i guess a nice way to tie up the whole song um 
but it's dope it's dope it's actually i felt more like i like this slower song compared to what we've got on the album like for some reason i just kind of like this more than the other tracks i felt like everything kind of just fit here mm. so i give this a 4.2 yeah i kind of feel like it is a little bit more personal to lupe's particular journey um on his desire to be the greatest or to like put the time in to improve his craft and do what it is required like you know get your line straight decided all right even if you got to do it in nine takes and i thought that's interesting because i was wondering if like nine takes was chosen deliberately because a nine's a gun and you know like with the nine takes or whatever and that's how it has to be but just make sure you're centered and where your mind's supposed to be and understand what you're actually doing and then this is also track nine Oh, say a word. Another Lupe thing. Just like how Kiosk was talking about the middle and it's in the middle of the al- album. But like, yeah. when do people know to stop buying cakes is another interesting line too. Because sometimes you hit a point where like you're good, but you just keep going. And that's where people get some trouble in their life. So it's not even like a criticism of it. It's like understand why you're doing the things that you're doing so that you can make the right choices and get out where you need get to where you need to be. Um, I feel like you're, the second verse follows it up, you know, to see my vampires in the sunlight, you know, just like creatures of the night, a certain life and move it into a different energy and a different vibe, you know, he wants to see growth and elevation. I thought it was really interesting when you got a run where snares on the drum type where they hung white psych, where they hung blacks. I'm like, yeah, that's an interesting psych. I guess it catches you off guard that, but he also keeps up the rhyme and then kind of points out i guess the ridiculous nature of that line because it, it doesn't sound like what history really is or how it plays out but then even hung like a black light life is a batch don't come twice you could light a fire with a thumb swipe but you need a lighter if you got the motion but none of your components then it's karaoke and it don't really matter if it's sung nice and i think that's trying to point out that even if you're going through the world then you get to this point where your music gets you in trouble or let's say it gets you to a point where you have this spotlight on you and you could have an impact with the actions that you have at the end of the day if you are going through the motions of living the life of whether it be a musician or a, a revolutionary or whatever you're doing if all if all it is is really just going through the motions of the passion and the soul and everything that goes behind it the perfection or even like if you're performing live over a backtrack and you don't even need to like rap does it really matter if it's sung nice if it's not really there then it's almost like your entire essence is a karaoke to what the uh, people who are actually about it are doing so i thought that was like a super interesting way to break it down almost like you need the skills um in order to succeed in this the skills of your craft and on top of like the life skills that we're going to because i think it transcends it it's not just about music it's just with whatever you're chasing and whatever you're trying to get to and then i thought it was cool in the third verse when he goes add a little dollop of the dolly then sell it all out at the o2 because like he can go and get some peaceful talks in his messaging and then hit up like the o2 i think it's in london and then fucking give it to the people in mass and then computers ain't got no souls but i'm giving dawa to the pro tools like yeah there's no souls but i'm pouring my soul into the music i make which is going into the computer which i thought that was super cool and then yeah basically it just kind of feels like he built the inner strength within his soul via martial arts and strength and everything to survive and get through west side chicago and become the person he was supposed to be 
and the outro kind of exemplifies that it's got like this old man mentor feel to it and giving you the advice to go get your discipline on and i think it's a really powerful track as we get later into the album it's like we've gone past diagnosing and observing and are moving in more towards the solutioning of the situation and i think that's what this song's more about <laughs> so i'm gonna give it a 4.5 too it sounds real cool same kind of thing i'm less likely to really listen to it on taste but i really respect it for what it is and the talent that went into it um there's one more on this project and it's called on phonem think about this last one um i don't know man i felt like it was very long very kind of drawn out um i like the whole verse one rappers die too much that's it that's the verse i think that's really the most like powerful thing in the whole track which is really fucked up to say because i know he layers a bunch of it but i can't wrap my head around a lot of what he's saying so that's really just what kind of stuck with me just the impact of like yo all i have to say is rappers die too much and that just speaks for itself and you can take that however you want to go um i don't really have much to say honestly i was kind of just like this is a little bit much and okay um it's very soft very very like it kind of seems like a last song on the project like sometimes i feel like some of the songs are just there and this really does feel like it kind of closes off this whole thing um but just like the like i'd fall asleep to this not because like i'm trying to say it's bad it's just it really does kind of give me like this like asmr really about to go sleep type vibe like just kind of soothe your soul and calm down relax yourself and kind of ease out of the project a little bit um so i mean i thought it was cool i do like the chorus the way he's like i wish that you were lying to me and i like just how he kind of sings songs that that was cool uh but overall i just really felt like it was long um and kind of just drone out so i left it with a four and that's pretty much it fair i mean this one is definitely like um the end of the project and i feel like lupe is kind of just breaking it down exactly why this project even exists like and they sing, singy, sing, sing, whatever. That's how he starts it. And then immediately after, it's like, I wish you were lying. Yes, I do. I wish you were lying. I hope none of that comes true. Because if you look at what a lot of them are saying, and I think on phone has to do with like something with your ops or something. Like it's related to retaliations or something related to the drill culture. I'm that's sorry. like how I know it. So that's why I was kind of confused. Like, I slightly was I read the title of the song and I was like oh this might be hard because the UK guys when they reference that is kind of where my brain went so that's like kind of the thing is like he's like I wish you were lying I hope that none of that comes true and then he Mm -hmm. starts that bro that first verse is ridiculous rappers die too much that's it that's the verse I don't have to fucking say anything else my point has been made I can't Mm -hmm. use more words and you're like yo this is a there's a video that came out that's kind of related to one of um, the later parts of this that is, uh, I don't remember the exact name, but like the unspoken dark secret of the music industry. And it's about like death policies and contracts and how there's a fuck ton of money that gets made off of death and disproportionately musicians um, across all genres, but more particular in hip hop, die earlier than the average of like accountants and people like that. And even shit like touring 
is like related to because like touring is pretty stressful on a human right but even the 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 need for touring is related to some industry shit back in the day where somebody created a network that is effectively um live nation today or one of them things but it's like the shit Mm. the need to tour was created artificially whereas back in the day people would like have their club kind of like how Celine Dion and them have their shit in Vegas but that used to just be how shit was so you know just food for thought but y'all should check that video out because when I was listening to this I was thinking about that um and then the whole second verse is like in my case it's probably like gun death and shit whatever but effectively um look at look at how I didn't need to say more and, and saying more would have made that verse worse and at the same time look at what we're actually saying and then he's like shoot up right in the head didn't even flinch and then cuts himself off like nah can we talk about something else something something is not that I mean like whatever like just because you're surrounded by this etc can we just talk about anything else you know like even if it's true or not just like can we anything else just anything else you know like that kind of is what it feels like why is this the topic and then I think it's so interesting how he describes the relationship between LaGuardia and Rikers, right? And how you can kind of like fly out of one window and look at a bunch of people in jail who are stuck looking up at the airplane windows and just kind of showing, in a sense, the consequences of multiple lifestyles and how they can interject at such a little things. But he kind of goes and comments again. He just kind of wishes that like they weren't doing their shit. But then at the same time he's part of the industry so he's part of the problem and he's also everybody gets involved in gossip and this and that so like we all kind of do contribute to it but um what's the difference between a posthumous album and a life insurance policy spotify a dollar's worth a dollar uh what a dollar buy go monetize and i just thought that that was like a fucking crazy idea because like considering how many people are signed or how many people um give up the control to their masters and shit like that like there might actually be an invested interest in getting people into a pipeline where they get signed create a certain kind of music and die so that the industry like there's like a literal life insurance policy um that gets taken out on artists where the labels and shit own all of it and like the families or whatever wouldn't get any of it and it covers backing it's like against the advance or something like that so like there may actually be like a very specific plot to ensure the death of musicians to make money off of them to compensate for the investments that might not come back like it's not a preposterous situation when you really look into it because it seems to be happening a lot there's like a lot of rappers that die on some dumb shit related to the music industry um and then gives us a whole ass other verse um and i think he's just kind of talking about again himself trying to like make sense of it move through all of this and understand how to present yourself because even when you look at like religion and shit it is bad shit and there's good shit and having faith in that's complicated like the idea of hell hurting but heaven sounding dope and you know just being cautious because you don't know what's going to happen with it and real life is what real life is and maybe we can just approach shit and you know actually develop waviness that was a terrible breakdown of that fourth first but i feel like he's just trying to give you something different to talk about which is something lupe has done for like most of his career so i mean end it with the i wish you were lying to me again I just think it's a powerful chorus. Like, he's like, I wish you were lying. I wish you weren't trying so fucking hard to keep it real. You know, like, 
it's an interesting way to end this project and everything. Right. And I think this one's a really heavy song. That first verse alone is like one of the greatest things I heard in a long time. Um, I'm gonna give this a 4.75. It's a really cool way to end the album. Um, so what do you think about the project as a whole, Chris? I mean, overall as a whole, I give all respects, credit, and praise to the fucking rapping ability on this. Just technical level, skill level, uh, the way that Lupe is able to like express emotions with, like, I'm 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 kind of used to like expressing emotions with like the effects and the sounds and like the like there's the short like the shorter sentences and just kind of having more of like the theatrics to it, but Lupe has a way of expressing his emotions with just like really good story depiction and really good like just just the way you can see everything kind of play out at times i think that that's really really amazing um i only really like the the carrera song the auto auto song like that's really the only song i like off this project like that i'm gonna go back to just because of the vibe and the hype of it um i do think that other songs are cool and there is like some sort of you know what maybe i want to go listen to this quick quick just because it's got a like a, a, enough of a bop for me to feel like i'm enjoying it but at the same time he's saying some real shit that can make me like think and kind of get my brain going so um i do think that this is a good album i just i think i had my own expectations and i shouldn't have and i i i guess i just got thrown off um it's like a four on five, 4.2 maybe on five. Cause I can't take away from the actual production and like the way it sounds and the way they infused his voices and uh, Naira, I don't, I don't want to butcher her name, but that, that female vocalist was just fucking amazing. So like credits to her too. And like just the, 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 the storytelling with like the painter and the shit that was also really creative, even though the beat may have been very boring and kind of that's the theme of the beat throughout the project. Everything of this is like still high up there. So 4.2 on five for the full project. Yeah, I think it's like a 4.35, 4.4. I mean, conceptually it's brilliant. Um, it's Lupe Fiasco's complicated feelings with drill music as told by him through his art pieces, giving a real commentary on the music industry. And it, it's really what it is. He explores everything from the cultural aspects of it to like literally the way your hands get used in the process and what you choose to do with your time to like the way marketing and seduction works with the kiosks the way the relationship between artists and capitalism like there's so much that gets covered in this album um if you really enjoy if you really enjoy jazzy lupe fiasco flowing over that kind of vibes you are going to absolutely love this project I'm less attracted to the jazzy beats, so for those ones, it was a little harder for me to say I'm going to want to listen to them again, but cut that out and go at it more objectively. It's a brilliantly put-together little 10-track project that says a whole lot, covers a lot of ground with regards to almost like a way to see through the veneer of what's happening in this system 
Um, it's got replayability because, like, it's fucking Lupe and there's all kinds of bars that you're going to want to break down. But you really got to want to put effort into breaking down those bars. And if you do, you're going to fucking really love this project and be highly rewarded. If you're looking for something airier, honestly, go listen to the Kendrick. And this is, like, a more dense, complicated album, to be in my opinion. Um, but I like it. And I think Lupe is a real master of his craft. And, like, that guy really does shit. And I... In a sense, it might be too complicated to ever really be at a level of pop that I think it would be cool to see. But he's up there, and he does this masterful lyricism that really is. And I use lyricism here because that's this defined as speaking beautifully and poetically and shit. Like, that's technically what being lyrical is. And I definitely think that Lupe makes words sound extra beautiful when he uses them. And it's really showcased here. And, like, it sounds like it was so easy for him to make, too. It just sounded like he had an easy time rapping all this. Like, and it's so complex. Anyway. Enough. That's all I really got to say about that one. I think it's a pretty great project. And again, if you want that jazzy Lupe vibes, this is probably a great album for you. Um, otherwise, thank you all for coming through and riding through us on the live. We appreciate you. If you want to be on the live with us in the future and actually listen to the songs with us, twitch.tv slash behind that suit, 12 p.m. Sundays, EST, Eastern Standard Time. Otherwise, um, thank you all for watching this in the future. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, all that YouTube stuff or wherever you're at just to help us get the algorithm boosts. And, yeah, I think that's all I got to say about this one. So I appreciate y'all and live long and prosper, everybody. Bye.